The scripture reading this evening comes from Luke 24. I'll be reading a little wider passage than what's printed in your bulletin, 13 to 49. Now, on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What are you discussing with each other as you walk along? They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? He said to them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, and how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. Well, we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, It is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see him. Then he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then Beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. Now, as they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going on. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it's almost evening and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed it, and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road and while he opened the scriptures to us? That same hour, they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. They were saying, they were saying, the Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then they told Then those from Emmaus told what had happened on the road, and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. 
While they were talking about this, Jesus himself stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. They were startled and terrified and thought that they were seeing a ghost. He said to them, Why are you frightened? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Look at my hands and my feet. See that it is I myself. Touch me and see. For a ghost does not have flesh and bones, as you see that I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. While in their joy they were disbelieving and still wondering, he said to them, Have you anything here to eat? They gave him a piece of broiled fish, and he took it and ate it in their presence. Then he said to them, These are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, and the Psalms must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds to understand the scriptures, and he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations, beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And see, I am sending upon you what my father promised, so stay here in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. The word of the Lord. I have two things I want to tell you straight out. Two things that I believe. Jesus really did rise from the dead and that the Bible is a book that can be trusted. Now, these are things that might not seem shocking to come from a minister, but I'll have to tell you, I mean, these are things that I mostly believe most of the time, but... Sometimes I don't really believe them that much at all. I mean, I have to confess that sometimes after Easter, after the intensity of Good Friday and Easter, all the contemplating the death and the celebrating the resurrection of Jesus from the dead, the incarnate God's very transformation of what death is, after all that, I get a little, um, I don't know, down, a little depressed maybe. A little skeptical, you could call it. Maybe it's just like let down, right? Like anybody would after looking forward to something, working on some big event like Easter weekend. I mean, maybe that's just it. But, you know, kind of after Easter, I start to think, well, I start to think about the body. You know, the body of Jesus, the Christ, who is alive, I mean, actually, physically, is alive, is known, the body of Jesus Christ, who could, it can be seen, right? I mean, which is a little, this whole thing is kind of strange. 
like our faith, right, is built on the proclamation that Jesus, who is fully God, fully human, actually physically was killed but returns, is dead but not dead. I mean, I hate to say undead. I mean, the Bible reports that he is fully alive, but he has died. We say he has come back to life. We have these stories of people seeing him, talking to him, touching him physically. Physicality is a big part of our faith. We are called on not just to believe things or think things. We are instructed, exhorted, given permission to actually, like, do things with our bodies, to love people with our bodies, to love their bodies, to touch each other, to care for each other, to care for the physical well-being of other bodies. It's a very physical kind of faith. It's important, that physicality. So when I get into this post-Easter funk, I think to myself, okay, our faith tradition, right, is... My faith is built on the bedrock of this bodily resurrection of Jesus. Jesus did not so much defeat death, but included death in life, right? It's not so much that death did something to Jesus, then God the Creator reached into the grave and undid it. Like on that Sunday morning, God needed to resuscitate Jesus. No, it's not so much that death did something to Jesus that needed to be undone, it's more like Jesus did something to death, made life and death no longer in rivalry with one another, included death in life. I love that. I think that's amazing. That's great. It's hopeful. So Jesus, God, man with an actual body, was dead, and so now is fully alive. People talk to him. He says, see my body, right? Touch me, right? See, here is my body. I'm not a ghost. When I get in this funk, I think to myself, um, you know what, Jesus? I don't see your body. I never saw Jesus' body. Has anybody here ever seen Jesus' body? For that matter, then I really start to get in a funk and I start to think about, like, well, God, Jesus, this whole thing, God, you know, like, Okay, not just this Judeo-Christian God. Think of every God, whatever God, any God that ever could be talked about or imagined. Has anybody ever actually seen God, a God, any God, do anything? No, of course not. I start to think to myself, you know, where is this body? How do we know that it even happened? There was no... DNA results or no face recognition technology. I mean, they didn't have the technology, obviously, but if, if the body was alive, Jesus' body physically resurrected, we wouldn't need any of that. Jesus could just show up. So, yeah, then I started to think, wow. The touchable Jesus never shows up. And I start to wonder, you know, this could just be a really great story. 
A really great story that they made up. You know, those clever maker-uppers of great stories to found great religion honors. They could have just made this whole thing up. All right, thanks. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Well, why doesn't Jesus show up and finish it, huh? No. Um, so when I get in this place, I don't want to stay there very long. I don't know. Sometimes it's good. But I really like this whole story, and I think it's really an amazing story. And so I just go back to what I can do and what I have, and what I have is this biblical text. And I go back in this biblical text, and I read, and I really try to read and think. And I see these guys walking down the road to Emmaus. And they're walking and they're talking. They're talking about these, this incredible thing, right? That it happened. Jesus has been killed. And some people say that he's raised from the dead. And all of a sudden, Jesus is kind of walking just alongside of him. Which is weird. If he's fully physical. He didn't just poof, right? Although I think that's how he exits in this story. I don't understand it all. But so what does he do? Like jump out from behind a bush or something? Or has he been waiting there? I don't know. But he says, like, huh, hey, what y'all talking about? And I just try to think, like, what if I have this sort of, like, angsty, questiony, dark thing about this all, what would it be like if you actually, like, knew Jesus? Like, I'm saying, of course, we all know Jesus personally, but I'm talking about, you know, for real, <laughs> you know. Um, and you saw him, like, executed. Like you loved him. Like you left your whole family for him, everything. You're like, I cannot believe this. This is it. This is, this is the Messiah. And then you saw him murdered. Tortured, murdered. Put in a grave. They're leaving Jerusalem. They're getting out of there. They're afraid for their own lives. They're walking along. They can't believe these things. Some people say they saw him. Some people say he rose from the dead. They don't know. All they know is that they saw him die. And then this guy is walking next to him. And it's kind of weird because they say to him, he says, what are you guys talking about? And they say to him, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem that doesn't know what happened? So they know he's a stranger right? They know he's a stranger. Why? Because he talks like a stranger. He doesn't, they can recognize that he's not from around there. But another reason they can't recognize him when he talks is because they don't see him as Jesus because, well, he's dead. And people aren't used to talking to dead people on the road. You know, like when somebody has a really thick accent, you can't really understand what they're saying. It's kind of like that. Like, they're talking to a dead person. And there's just no way that we are used to doing that. We can't really fully understand what we're even seeing or what we're experiencing. But Jesus walks with them, and then he tells them. He takes the scripture. He does Bible study with them. He takes the scripture and he goes through it and he tells them his story as it's present throughout the whole text. And he tells this story and 
it's not a story of him coming back for revenge. He doesn't even really mention the whole thing, right? He doesn't like, I'm back and I'm going to get him. I know who's responsible for this. He comes back and he walks them through the text and he shows them where God has always been breaking into the world. God has always been coming into the world and coming in love and coming in reconciliation. It's not a revenge story he's telling, but it's a story of love. It's a whole body of work that is about the presence of God. And I have to say, when I'm reading this and I'm thinking about this, that he not only is with these people in this text, this community of people, he talks to them, he eats with them, he does this, takes out this text and shows this body of work, and he's among this body of people, but then he breaks the bread and they see him. He, it's this final Eucharistic thing, and I think, wait a minute, he gathers these people together, they interpret the text, he interprets the text to them from the point of view of his um, grace and mercy, and then they share this meal together. And Jesus is showing me what the body looks like. And as I stand here today, I see it. I see it here. I see it in these texts, and I see it here. And we live out this message of life, utter life filled with love that contains death in a way that has no power, that brings no fear. But through this body, we have a promise and a possibility of life. That is not a dead body. It is alive. Come.